welcome to How to Have Fun at Work. My name is Lynn Parker and I spent years doing something I was good at, but not having any fun. Then one of my clients told me women aren't funny. So I created Funny Women and the rest is history. In this podcast, I talk to guests from both comedy and business. They have a lot more in common than you would ever imagine. Performance is part of our everyday life. Not all of us will be aware that our behaviour is performative, but it's part of human nature. From athletes who need resilience, focus and fitness to achieve Olympic gold, to Oscar-winning actors taking on characters so brilliantly that we don't even know where fact meets fiction. We all perform at some level, and to discuss this I have two incredible guests – a big warm welcome to Stephanie Pryor and Catherine Kenway. Hooray! Hello! Hello. Hi. <laughs> nice to see you both. Now, we've all actually performed together. That was not long before the first lockdown, when we were all on Brighton Pier for Healy's Her Story. Now, Funny Women was very involved with that, and we provided some hilarious fun and games and some stand-up comedy. It was great fun, wasn't it? It was yeah, so it. much fun. Yeah. I learned so much about, um, you know, working with new people and how to implement humour um, yeah. into the workplace, which was fantastic. And you made it so effortlessly as well. Oh, like, you know, I'll take you that. knew it, you had 150 <laughs> women. In Pouring with rain. Stage, in the rain, <laughs> cracking well, jokes. Um, <laughs> it was great fun. And I know that a lot of the attendees got... Oh, we yeah we loved it the weather was apocalyptic that day wasn't it it was a portent of things to come I think yes yeah perhaps people should know that we were actually undercover we weren't outside on the pier (laughs) (laughs) there was the bit getting all the gear from yeah land to the end of the pier which we won't go over but uh yeah it was quite an experience so let me introduce my first guest Stephanie Pryor who is indeed the business development and marketing manager for Healy's LLP which is an international law firm based in London and Brighton. Now, Stephanie keeps herself very busy participating in community activities and she volunteers as a standing invitee on the Tourism, Equality, Culture and Community Committee of Brighton and Hove Council. I did have to practice that. (laughs) What is even more exciting is that Stephanie is a former beauty queen and she won the titles of Miss Sussex 2014 and Miss Globe Jamaica 2017 and 18. I don't know if that was two years on the trot or one year merged it into one. It was half halfway through one year and then the other half of the other year. Oh, it was only oh yeah. One year. Yeah. We, we, we did the same with Funny Women in exactly the same years. So I don't know what was going on. Um, welcome, Stephanie. And, and tell us a bit more, a little bit more about the beauty contest. I mean... You know, in these days of feminism, are they cool? And uh, what part of it is competition or performance? Tell us a li- little bit more about that. Good question. I mean, I didn't actually know much about pageants uh, initially when I got into it. So I was just at work one day. I was listening to Juice FM at the time. Um, and there was an advert for um, a, a local pageant, Miss Sussex. Um, and I'm always looking for new opportunities I suppose or ways to challenge myself so I thought I would just give it a go my boss at the time agreed to sponsor me um walking wardrobe um a a gown shop in Brighton provided me a really lovely dress and I just went for it and it just so happened that on that particular night I actually ended up winning um and then (laughs) went on to compete for Miss England Miss Universe GB and also Miss Jamaica Globe um it was a fantastic experience 
Um, you're right. I suppose, um, you know, there are a lot of sort of controversial discussions in terms of pageants. Um, one of the reasons I actually won Miss Sussex was the final 10 were asked a question. My question was, um, how would I challenge people that um, are negative about beauty pageants? And I answered that at the time. And I suppose there is an element of truth to this to this day is that, you know, any platform like a beauty pageant is providing um, individuals or women an opportunity to showcase their excellence. And on that particular night, there was a diverse range of women and ah. in ourselves were sort of a positive reflection, I suppose, of what a pageant could be. Um, but I do also see the other elements of it. You know, it puts a lot of pressure on young women. Um, there's a lot of politics involved. You've got a judging panel. Everyone has different opinions. So, yeah, it, it can be a, a political uh discussion but nevertheless it was a, a brilliant experience and I try and channel what I've learned yeah. there into what I do every day. It sounds like a really positive experience and I mean you know whether you we run the Funny Women Awards we get criticisms for that so you can't win but you know at least you took something fantastic out of it. Let me now introduce my second guest Catherine Kenway who has been described as resolutely deadpan offering up her tongue-in-cheek views on life, including parenting for lazy people, pets and annoying neighbours. I think we can all relate to a bit of that. <laughs> Catherine is a firm funny women favourite and she often performs at our monthly Brighton Nights show at Comedia. She is an extremely worthy semi-finalist in our awards and reached the final of the Hackney Empire New Act of the Year in 2020. Had COVID not intervened, Catherine was heading to the Edinburgh Fringe last year. But like so many of us, she's turned to social media to show us the funny side of life. Welcome, Catherine. Hello. Thank you for having me. So where, where does the real Catherine end and performance begin? <laughs> well, that's, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? I mean, I don't even know if I know the answer to that one. <laughs> I think... Um, Oh, I don't know. I mean, even this is a performance, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> it is indeed. Yeah. How do you find performing without an audience into Zoom or online gigs? Um, yeah, I, that is tricky because you don't you don't get the feedback that you get with a live audience. Um, you can't. It, it's a, it's a completely different feeling talking to a screen um, as opposed to you know speaking when you've got lots of people looking at you, you can see them laughing. You can, there's little nuances that you don't pick up yeah. with the screen. Um, and especially the noise and, and just, just the general atmosphere really mm. makes a tremendous difference. Yeah. yeah. I think if you can crack this, you can do anything actually. I think it's really, really... <laughs> yeah. Now listen, I said in my introduction that there are lots of different kinds of performance. So let, let's explore that. Starting with you, Stephanie, what does the word performance mean to you? I would say capturing the attention of your audience and using communication skills to do this. Mm, that's a really good, succinct response. Catherine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, performance to me means, I mean, it, it can mean, well, it's different things, isn't it? It can mean, for me, performing in front of a crowd or actors performing in a theatre. Um, but we also talk about people performing tasks at work. Yeah. I mean, you could argue that actors and comedians actually do both. <laughs> yeah, well, that's their work, isn't it? Their, their <laughs> yeah. work is performance. But it, it's, it's, you are performing to people, but you're also performing a task in that you are performing. You still see me? I mean, it's a bit... <laughs> no, no, it's a really <laughs> good answer. Houses, 
No, well, I think that's that's the yeah. subject, isn't it? Stephanie, yeah. in the workplace, so, you know, Catherine's mentioned monitoring tasks, but performance is really bound up, isn't it, with achievement and um, accountability. So in your workplace, and you work for a law firm, I mean, is performance part of that? Yeah, I would say I'm very much used to working on a sort of performance-based role in business development and marketing. Um, you know, I'm always being set targets um, that I need to achieve. But in addition to that, I would say that, you know, performance is very much part of my daily job, whether I'm organizing or leading on a meeting, for example, and you're, you're bringing in, um, you know, new people to that meeting, I would say there's an element of performance in the sense that, you know, you're reading other people's body language, they're reading yours, you want people to engage with you, you may choose the right time to crack a joke to sort of, um, you know, make everybody feel at ease. So I would say I'm constantly performing in different ways whether that's speaking at events or uh, trying to capture the attention of a particular audience or trying to achieve various goals and tasks. I think that's very relevant to those of us that work in the entertainment industry. Catherine as a comedian when did you know that you first wanted to perform on a stage do stand up? Oh well see do I have been on the stage before um, doing stand-up, but um, uh, my my um, journey into stand-up wasn't um, really me wanting to get onto the stage. Actually, funny enough, <laughs> <Or> someone <laughs> push was... you on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I mean, I kind of wish I'd started it earlier when I had more confidence, perhaps when I was younger. But um, I actually did a comedy course just completely out of interest to find out what it was about, basically, because I've always enjoyed watching stand-up and thought, crikey, how on earth did they get up there and do that? So I did a course in it just to find out what it was about and um, had no intention of actually taking it up as a career, just just as a bit of fun, really. And then one thing led to another, and, and here I am. So so the laughs helped, did they? You, you, you got the buzz from that? Yeah, it was actually, yeah. I mean, it was just, when you, it's, it's an amazing thing to stand on the stage on your own with nothing else. Mm. You know, like I've performed music and stuff where I've got an instrument or I've got other people with me, um, but I've never stood on the stage on my own with a microphone and tried to make people laugh. I'd never done it before, <laughs> you know, before I did this course. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's quite an amazing buzz, actually, when you get yeah. up there and people are actually laughing at things yeah. you're saying and not just things you're saying, but things you've written, you know. I mean, I never considered myself to be much of a writer. And now I'm thinking, crikey, I can actually write jokes that people laugh at. Yeah. So yeah. It's a muscle, isn't it? It's a muscle like anything else. It's like public speaking. The yeah. more you do it, the better yeah. you get at it. And you well, begin to read an audience and see what they react to. Yeah, I mean, hopefully my comedy muscle is getting bigger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I try and exercise it every day, so... <laughs> Well, you yeah. made me laugh today, Catherine, before we even started on the podcast. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> there you go. A laugh a day. There you go. What's up? Yeah, yeah. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? This is How to Have Fun at Work with Lynn Parker, the founder of Funny Women. To find out how to have fun in your workplace, visit www.herlarious.co.uk. (laughs) 
So you said you did um, a course. I mean, obviously, we run at Funny Women, we run courses and workshops. From from my point of view as a facilitator, I really love it when I recognise that. You don't even know what to call it. Magic ingredient. When you know someone has twigged what that reaction is like. It's like you're it's like switching on a switch. You know, it's it's so incredible. Stephanie, you're you're nodding there. Do you agree with that? Is that the same in business? Yeah, I do. I I don't know if I would say it's the same in business, but I can definitely relate to it from, you know, um listening to what you do as comedians, really. Well, I'm not a comedian, but you know, <laughs> I work with comedians. <laughs> But you know, when, when you work, it's your job, though. <laughs> it is, and when you work yeah. with comedians all the time, I think you just recognise when somebody's got something. It's like a magic ingredient. I could, oh, I really struggle yeah. to know what it is, but you just, yeah. you just have a feeling that someone's got that ability. Funny bones, they call it. You know, yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, Catherine, you definitely have funny bones. You just have that <laughs> really quirky outlook on life, which quite simply makes people laugh yeah I mean it's good that my life makes people laugh (laughs) (laughs) you know if my quirky life can make people laugh that's just a good thing isn't it (laughs) but but stand-up is about our everyday lives so Catherine do you still do something else during the day do you have a do you have the classic day job or are you working towards being fully professional now well I mean well obviously being a full-time professional comedian is the dream <laughs> the fantasy is it my no no keep it as a dream keep it as a dream <laughs> <All> right, okay <laughs> um and uh i yeah i mean i have had day jobs throughout you know the last few years when i've been doing stand-up um i mean my last job was a uh, covid delivery driver delivering uh-huh. um meals for all the rough sleepers that were taken off the streets wow. and put into hotels during the pandemic um but uh, that job came to an end fairly recently, but um, it's quite good, actually, because that coincided with uh, venues opening up again and yeah. comedy starting again. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm busy now. So that's good. <laughs> busy with comedy. And you, you, you juggle with the family as well, don't you? No, it's quite difficult at the moment, actually, because my husband um, has got long COVID. Oh. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's not much fun. Uh, no. So... Yeah, things it it's it would be quite hard for me to work during the day now as well mm. as doing all the comedy and everything him, yeah. because yeah, because he, he can basically only work part time and not really do much else. So yeah. So Well I think this is a legacy <laughs> a lot of people are gonna be dealing with. You know, we we you know, the repercussions of the pandemic are far greater than any of us you know had ever expected and certainly I think we all know people who've been affected in different ways what about your kids what do they think about you doing comedy they actually think it's good now (laughs) (laughs) I think at first they just thought oh yeah mum's Mum's off on one yeah Yeah, she's (laughs) typical mum doing that um because I don't think it was that much of a surprise really that I ended up doing it um but yeah I mean they just uh a few of them I say a few of them I have got four that's quite (laughs) so that's that's a few I was gonna say and I was gonna say a few of them which is three have actually seen me perform comedy now so that's quite yeah and they they did enjoy it so and they can they can um laugh at the bits that I you know when when I mention them (laughs) they're part of my jokes in performance terms uh 
actually doing that in front of your own family is is probably the ultimate test um i don't know if that what stephanie if you have parallel experiences of doing something similar yeah, well, when I was competing in pageants or there's been various sort of public speaking opportunities mm. that I've taken advantage of, my family are always my my crowd in the audience cheering <laughs> me on. Um, and their opinion does matter. So even listening to Catherine say that, you know, her children actually embrace her comedy, well, listening to that, I would say, well, she's obviously a very good comedian because you know what kids like, they're the biggest critics. They are indeed. <laughs> yeah. And so our, yeah. our family, you know, I remember when my mum watched me competing um, on Miss Universe GB during the breaks, it's her through the uh, stage door saying, you need to smile more, you know, smile <laughs> You know, or, or walk, uh, walk, walk um, you know, with more confidence or whatever. She was my, my main critic. So, you know, if she didn't oh. say anything, I knew that I was doing a really good job. <laughs> my, my daughter is a performer, but she's a singer, songwriter, and I, I just keep right out of it. I, I just occasionally wade into giving her a bit of advice, but, you know, it's not my métier, so I well, keep out of it. it. Well, also, I mean, kids don't want their mum's advice, do they? No, I mean, no. <laughs> Certainly not my about My kids don't want mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Um, reality TV has changed the spectrum of celebrity hugely. So do you think, Stephanie, people are putting on a performance for those programmes or are they, is that them for real? I mean, based on your pageant experience, I wonder if you had some insights into that. Well... From my pageant experience, I'd say as soon as you arrive at a pageant competition, you are performing from from the moment that you arrive, everything that you're wearing, from how you communicate to others, how you eat, to interviewing with uh, judges, to getting on the stage and strutting your stuff in the bikini, to gliding on, <laughs> uh, gliding with a beautiful gown across the stage. All of that is performance. And if I reflect that back to Love Island, I would say, yes, it is all performance. Um, you know, you know that, well, the individuals know that they're going to be on TV for a start. And I think whenever you've got a camera in front of you, you're you're likely to act a different way to how you would if you were sitting at home and nobody's looking at you, for example. I don't know if it's something that has progressed in the sense that I remember watching, for example, Big Brother in the 90s. Um, and maybe people then weren't used to being on TV yeah. as much. Um, and especially like staying in a house, uh, the Big Brother house for 90 days, I think people might have naturally been themselves more where we weren't used to Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn and showing everybody a a form of our, ourselves, I suppose, a social yeah. form of ourselves. So but I think now if you're going on to reality TV, you know that you have to look a certain way maybe for that particular program. You know that if you want to do well, it might it might um, benefit you to be a bit difficult at times or, or loud. Um, and I think people do play into that. And then oh, yeah. the, the production element of it, you know, even when I've known a couple of people to, to go on Love Island. And from what I understand, even when they get a text, you know, they are told when you get a text, shout, I've got a text. And if they don't <laughs> do that, they're asked to do it again. So I think, yeah, it's, it's all performance, really. Catherine, would you ever go on anything like that? Oh no! <laughs> I tell you, I tell you which one I which program I would go on. I don't think this is called reality TV, but I would go on Strictly Come Dancing. Ah, yeah. I, I love dancing, and I would yeah. I would do that. 
I know a few yeah. people who've been on Strictly, and mm. that is one tough gig. Yeah, that, it looks like know, a lot of fun. Yeah, I think they have a huge amount of fun, but I know it's really hard work. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think that's a different. That's, they're learning a skill, aren't yeah, they? As well, really, while they're doing that. It's not really that. reality TV, is it? No, well, I wouldn't go. I, mm, I, I think mean, it is in I a way. I don't think they'd have me on Love Island, Lynn, somehow. Oh well, I think you'd look <laughs> fabulous in a bikini. <laughs> Not to them, I wouldn't. I think we need we need one for the for the older woman. Yes. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Um, I did about... suggest that to my son actually when he was watching it the other day. I said, I think they need one of these for middle aged people. See how that goes down. <laughs> I reckon it'd be much more saucy. I bet it would do well. <laughs> be more entertaining, um, I think. Yeah. What about first dates? Are they performing oh. on that? Do you know what? I've never watched that program. Oh, Sorry, okay. but um, I do. In general, in general, the reality TV that I've seen, such as Love Island, and <laughs> I'm a celebrity and all this, I really do think, as Stephanie says, that it is all a performance. Um, yeah. I mean, they just—they've they've got cameras everywhere. They're even wearing stuff, aren't they? With their, yeah. With their audio on, so um, you know they're very aware that everyone's watching them. However, I do think that there are moments of um, spontaneity. For example, I think, you know, when they're sort of having a bit of a lark and a bit of a laugh around and a bit of a joke, I think that can, some of that can be spontaneous, um, yeah. which I think well, is interesting, actually, because yeah. it means that comedy is perhaps more of a natural oh, behaviour yeah. than, than a lot of other behaviours. Well, mm. I won't get into my workshop now, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As we all know. You're listening to How to Have Fun at Work, brought to you by Funny Women and Hilarious. Social media as well. I mean, you know, reels, selfies, posts. I mean, Stephanie, how does that play out in terms of the business performance? Do you use a lot of that at Healy's? We don't know. We could definitely do with more um, sort of human images of of people doing things but I also think it's quite difficult um you know it's it requires the fee earners to you know want to share that element of their life I suppose Mm. and traditionally um in legal services it's a very professional area yeah um and I also would imagine that many fee earners may feel that putting a selfie up of themselves is not necessarily going to get them business. Mm. I know some people are different. So we do have fee earners that are very active on social media. They've got a great following um, and they're always pitching, uh, putting up pictures of, of themselves and that helps them engage with their particular audience. So I do think it depends on probably the area of law, but nevertheless, something that I've definitely noticed in the last year is that it is really important for all uh, professionals to raise their profiles um, and use social media and, and I suppose give off a little bit of yourself. Um, But there's a skill in doing that. It's really hard work. You know, you've got to be quite dedicated and we've had a couple of guests on the pod who are professionals, you know, like Sophie McCartney, who is a, you know, an influencer, not a word she likes to use, but, or comedy mum, as she prefers to go, but she is hugely successful with millions of followers, but she, that is a full-time job for her. It really is. Catherine, you've, you've had a bit of a play, I gather, with TikTok. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know what to say. I mean. How did you uh, find it? Um. Well, I've actually found it quite enjoyable. Good. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I was very hesitant to go on it in the first place, and I've only been on it a few months. Um, I wish I'd joined that earlier as well, in a way, because <laughs> I think I would have benefited more from people being in lockdown, But because, uh, you know, people are on screens more. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's just been another uh, avenue, really, for me mm. to go down with comedy. And, um, I think the reality is that for some of us, and myself included, just we are busy people, you know, we're doing things and we're running, you know, we've got families, we've got moving house, whatever we're doing. We have a lot going on in our lives and suddenly to embrace a whole new social medium, it's, it's a, you know, to do it properly, you've got to put time and effort into it. And as a comedian, particularly, because everyone's going to start judging you by, by what they see. Yes. I mean, that was one of the reasons why I was, I took so long to join because um, I've got other friend comedians who started on it and they're, they're a lot younger and, you know, they just sort of seem to be able to put out stuff that was, I don't know. I mean, it is a young person's game, put it that way. Um, but I didn't want to be put off because I um, I did feel that there is there is a, a place for, for people who do, who do comedy on it. Um and um, so I just sort of started it up without much expectation, really, but mm. thinking I've got nothing to lose. Um, I was a bit, I was a bit concerned about how maybe people would view me, <laughs> um, but you know, I've I've actually, you know, I've got a small following, and uh, I get a lot of comments, and I get a lot of positive comments from people, which is great because you know, as a comedian, we love that people telling us we're mm. funny. Um, I've also had a lot of negative stuff, um, you know, some pretty nasty stuff. Do you know what? That goes with the territory and you've just got to yeah, ignore that. I do. You've just got to and ignore that. I do. And because it's my platform, it doesn't really bother me so much because no. I think, well, I'm in control of this. So, yeah. you know, I just sort of ignore them most of the time. Yeah, which is all they deserve, mm. to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do, what I do think is funny about what I was going to say about um, uh TikTok and uh, all the other social medias and how, how we put ourselves out there and all the rest of it. What I think is quite funny is that people think who you are on TikTok or whatever, that they think that's you. Yeah. That's, that's what I think is hilarious, really, <laughs> that people think that that's a real, you know, I get asked all sorts of questions and I just sort of play along with it, you know. Well, that's it's... great. Yeah, it's a great way of mining it for, for material as well. I mean, going back to things like Love Island, you know, people think that's for real too. You know, they yeah. think they're like that, that they walk around in a bikini the whole time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Oiling yeah. their bodies, you know. With, yeah. I mean, you know, I think that, that fine line between reality and, and performance and, and what we choose to put out in the world is is really the sign of our times. It's what we are dealing with on a daily basis, and, mm. it, and it's tough. Do you not think, though, that we've always... Do you not think people have always done that, though? I mean, yeah. I think yeah, people... I, th I think so. I think they've. Ju I just think what has happened with social media yeah. is it's formalised it. Yes, it always happened. Yeah. I mean, I spent my very long career in public relations and marketing much like stephanie does now and you know i i had a whole career for 20 years before social media mm. <laughs> my goodness uh, you know and we just did the same stuff but mm. in a different way you mm. relied on you know media as in the sense of television radio mm. printed newspapers and magazines and that was your benchmark 
now mm. the benchmark is being an influencer or mm. somebody who's churning out their own, own content. Mm. But it does go back to our topic of the day, which is performance. Can you perform? Can you do this? I was just going to say, but I think it's great the way social media has meant that anyone can try it and anyone can do it. Yeah. That's what yeah. I think is really great because in the past, yeah. you know, you it was very hard for people to get noticed for doing the things that they love doing, whereas now you can make a TikTok account doing anything, you know, from cooking to performing, mm. like, you know, being a guitarist or a comedian or, I don't know, teaching people maths probably. People yeah. probably well, do I, that, you know. I know people that do all of that. Yeah. Sim- so, similarly, Stephanie, I mean, what about... Um, providing you know professional services I mean you have to do all that online at the moment yes we have I would say our digital presence has become more significant in the last 12 months Um, and it's definitely increased our, our pressure in terms of communications you know making sure that we're constantly keeping up to date and in contact with our clients and customers despite not necessarily having an office mm. to meet and do that with but um We've done, I think we've done really well. We've um, just been exploring different or focusing, should I say, more on different forms of communication, you know, more focus on content. Uh, we're consider- considering, you know, podcasts and, and more um, visual content, um, you know, keeping up to date with reviews, responding with people, all of that kind of thing. That's, that's really become quite important over the last 12 months. Well, like um, Catherine said, you know, we, we, we might come to these things a little bit later. I mean, I've been talking about doing a podcast for <laughs> for two years. It's taken a pandemic for me to get it together and do it, you know, uh, and we and we now have two. I, I host this one and we have another one for more of a comedy focus. But, yeah, it's a great way to get your messages over to people. And it's it's brilliant fun to, to be able to talk to, to people like yourselves about topics that interest me. So, yeah, I think we're all we're all pushing our boundaries of performance in different ways. Well. The time has come where I think we should be uh, looking at how we actually have fun at work. So I like to ask all my guests to leave us with a tip on how they have fun at work. So starting with you, Stephanie. How do I have fun at work? Um, I would say I have most fun at work probably when I'm being myself. Um, And if it was in a position if if I was in a situation where I'm speaking or something like that I would say it's useful to have the five p's in mind be prepared know what know who you are know that you're good enough and you know know what what you're going to say is valid and deliver it well I would say um and and the rest comes naturally really I think we're most funniest when we're not thinking about it and we're just ourselves I, I totally agree Catherine what's your top tip Oh, well, <laughs> I, I actually feel quite privileged in being a comedian. It's, it's just fun anyway. <laughs> um, so so yeah, you're living I mean, the dream, really? Well, you're living, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not all a dream, obviously. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's missing the last train home at night. There's, yeah. you know, having to deal with the admin. But, you know, there's so much fun involved, even, you know, just sort of pre, pre-gig, the pre-gig nerves, the chatting to other comedians, you know, it's just... I'm I'm just really lucky in that sense. Um, but if if I was taught if I went back to doing office work, say, um, I think my my tip would be for people in the office, such as yourself, Stephanie, <laughs> or um, 
other people is I would think I would start a joke club. Oh, what a great idea. Yeah, and that would be, and everyone would have to join. <laughs> and every week, once a week, we'd all meet in the uh, communal area, such as the kitchen or whatever it might be. And everyone would have to bring two jokes and it wouldn't matter what they were, whether they'd made them up or copied them or whatever. And there'd be no judging. They'd just be laughing and cringing, <laughs> possibly <laughs> crying, possibly <laughs> crying. But I think it would be a lot of fun. So that's what I would do. That's a great tip. And, and I think the, the thing about comedy that people don't always realise is that it's a range of emotions and Comedy and tragedy are very close together as well. Yeah. So a bit of crying's allowed. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think it would bring people together as well in yeah. the workplace. Yeah. yeah. Very unifying. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you're right, Catherine. I think sometimes workplaces can be um quite a formal environment. So to to crack a joke and, and open everybody up is a brilliant way to actually get to know your colleagues. Mm. And the more you know your colleagues and you feel familiar with them and um you know yourself the more I would say that you work better as a team really mm, yeah I think that's an absolutely fantastic note to end on thank you so much now where can we find you uh, Stephanie what are you up to what are you promoting what am I up to where am I promoting well you can find me on LinkedIn um I'm currently um writing articles for SBT Sussex Business Magazines and I share my content on LinkedIn I'm also on Twitter um, it's at Stephanie Pryor X and you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram as well Marvellous <laughs> And Catherine? Alright, well um, I'm on Twitter which is at Catherway K-A-T-H-E-R-W-A-Y um, I put all my gigs up there so if anyone wants to come and see me live that's that's where they'll be um, my TikTok account is called at It's a Daisy Life. I post regularly on there at least a few times a week. So if you want a, a joke to cheer you up, I mean, they're not always cheerful jokes, but, you know. I think we should leave our listeners hanging and they can go and investigate. Yes. I think that's the best thing. Yeah. So do go and check out my guests on their various socials. Stephanie, Catherine, thank you. You've been a delight. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me. Cheers. You've been listening to How to Have Fun at Work with Lynn Parker. If you like us, please subscribe, review and share. Chicken, 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 chicken.